get real, yeah. Keep it real. Let's get real, yeah. Keep it real. Let's get real, yeah. Keep it real. Keep it real. That's the deal. Let's get real, yeah. Keep it real. Let's get real, yeah. Keep it real. Let's get real, yeah. Keep it real. Keep it real. That's the deal. Yeah, let's get real, yo, yeah. No fake news. Something real you can feel, yeah, we make moves. It's hard work, always, homie. We pay dues. In the negative, equivalent to fake views. The real distance, holy field, was banner always sealed. Steve Rogers with the shield. Packs, tell him how yeah, you feel. I'm chilling, vibing, taking in every moment. Feeling like I own it. No, it's not decoded. Hotel with my opus, hocus pocus, spitting magic. It's tragic. Everything I hear is average, so scratch it. LeBron with the passes, daggers, assassins. When you knock me down, I rise like Phoenix from the ashes. Let's get real, yeah. Keep it real. Let's get real, yeah. Keep it real. Let's get real, yeah. Keep it real. Keep it real. That's the deal. Welcome to another edition of the Let's Get Real podcast. This is our season finale, a season of COVID. Hopefully when we come back, there are more answers and solutions and we're going to get back to some kind of normalcy when it comes to our world. We've delved through a lot of different topics, Connor Cadet, Alvin Sanders, and myself. Uh, We touched on just the idea of racism in general. Uh, We tried to loosen it up a little bit. Uh, The idea of the system, people hear the term the system is corrupt, the system is broken. We talked with Quentin Williams, a former FBI agent, uh, executive in both the NBA and the NFL, and now attorney, also social activist. Uh, Dr. Kim Ray talked with us about racism. We talked about relationships in the bedroom, outside the bedroom, just making your relationship healthy and successful. When you're hearing that stat about divorces going up, we, we don't want that here on the Let's Get Real podcast. So uh, Dr. Eva Brown joined us. And then we talked about our lives, just ourselves, and we welcomed our buddy, Anthony Evans, to join us. And he talked about, he works in the hospitals, his, the mother of his children got COVID, and we just talked about how it's affected us. This week, to cap off our season, we want to talk about businesses, because the big issue during COVID, from most accounts, whether it was to shut down fully or not shut down fully, or whatever the hell we ended up doing, sort of a half-ass affair, was the economy. And what's the economy really based upon? Business. And... You hear a lot of businesses shutting down, businesses having to transition. Well, some businesses have actually succeeded and done extremely well and transitioned uh, throughout the uh, coronavirus. So tonight we're going to talk a little bit about that. First, I want to say welcome to the one and only Conrad Cadet. What's going on, son? Uh, not much, man. Just hanging in there. Alvin, man, what's going on with you? All good, man. I'm holding on. I, uh, Why do you I'm, say that? Getting... I'm holding on. Like, holding on. I'm holding like, on. That is, that is, that like is barely alive, like. Yeah, I am. I, I'm holding on. That's it. I, I, I ain't got nothing else for you. That, that, that's it. My Terramana is almost empty. I'm going to need to re-up here in a little bit because uh, hmm. it's weird out here. So, Well, we're going to try and transition to more positive things as we've talked a lot about the... <laughs> that was positive. Right? We're going to try to get Alvin off that the That was scary, actually. Scary the me there, to be honest. <laughs> um, we've talked about the people in our lives, the women in our lives. We've, I've mentioned quite often, if you followed or listened to watch the Let's Get Real podcast. My then girlfriend, now fiance, soon to be wife, Shirley Reyes, is a entrepreneur of entrepreneurs. She is a business entrepreneur of entrepreneurs. I like she, that. Not, because not only she's a contractor, she owns her own business, but she also now teaches digital marketing 
uh, as an adjunct professor in team lead for uni the University of Miami. And a, nice. one of the newer programs, it's digital marketing actually is the kind of thing where no one even has programs around the country to teach you it. Well, University of Miami is trying to be on the cutting edge. And she's one of the people who is bringing that program to life. So this week, we're going to talk business, business, with the future bride of myself, my future uh, wife, the one and only Shirley Reyes is joining us this week. Soon to be Shirley Reyes, Lubis, Shirley Lubis Reyes, uh, we'll whatever the hell. Uh, that, that, hey, that's another, that's another episode. That's a whole hey, other episode. Do we snap? <laughs> what do we do? Do we snap or do we clap? She does. She loves snapping. What do we snap? All right. She loves snapping. So I totally didn't realize this was the season finale, and I am sorry. I this I feel like this is anticlimactic. But hello, hi everyone. No, not at all. Listen, you know what? We we've kind of led up to you the whole season. You've been referenced. We you've been referenced several times. Every episode. And I think I think I think the public is probably curious to know who the hell is going to put up with that voice all the time and really? i think they're kind of yeah. excited to meet yeah to yeah. meet this it's person this person <laughs> sounds this person sounds incredible i so i think <laughs> nice to finally put a face, <laughs> nice put a face. yeah I, I think it's i think it's good i think it was i think it's exactly the fitting uh uh finale for us so we're, we're happy to have you on Okay. So what I want to start with is we've heard so much about different businesses struggling, closing down. Uh, restaurants, a lot have had to transition mm -hmm. first, no opening inside to doing yeah. pickup to uh, letting half, 25% and half. Right. Shirley working in the digital marketing world where she does pretty much everything for raising company, for raising co Shirley Ray's and Alexa Fernandez are the co-owners, CEOs of for raising co uh, handles everything when it comes to your business on the internet and socials and reputation management and SEO and anything you can think of, they build your websites as well. Uh, they have had a little different time during COVID. So I, that's why I wanted to bring her on. And we have been building to this because we started a little tougher, you know, Black Lives Matter and whatnot. And we've been building toward positivity. Well, every day she's like, oh my gosh, babe, you don't understand. Like we don't have enough people. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, we're hiring new people. I'm like, what? Yeah, you know, a new staff, salespeople. I'm like, okay, good for you. Don't tell the other 95% of the world. Um, but it's the truth. And it, I'm proud of her, of course. I admire her. But I wanted the rest of the world to see, like we talked about the last edition of the Let's Get Real podcast, that not everything's been bad during COVID. Like yeah. some people have been able to transition. So I do want, I do want you to come on and Talk a little bit about how you guys first handled it. Because I know in the beginning you did have some concerns, but eventually you've turned it into a yeah. positive. And I think, you know, one of the biggest things here is it wasn't like this story of COVID started and then my business boomed. In fact, COVID started and I got furloughed. I was one of the first people to get furloughed okay. because I did marketing for the hotel industry. So what happened? Right. COVID started. My hotels were furloughing people. My hotels were calling up and saying, we have no money. There's Watch nobody it, or, coming. Were people not traveling? Right. Oh, people what not traveling. <laughs> hotels were going, what? Yeah. Are hotels they stopping this? Why? Completely. <laughs> we had hotels in New York that were making a million dollars a month from marketing that we were doing to zero dollars a month. Wow. Like wow. overnight. Night and day. Night and day. So we had a bill, an outstanding bill to Google for $2 million that we couldn't pay because the hotels weren't paying us. Wow. So they ended up letting go. 
uh, 17 out of 19 team members. Okay. The department shut down overnight. And we got into a spot where it was like, what are we going to do? Um, the rest of the world is furloughed. The rest of the world is laid off. What's happening? And, and I think that there was a very real conversation that I had with Alexa, my business partner, where we said, okay, the Great Depression built the best businesses of the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. Right. Then we saw the Great Recession, and that built Uber and Airbnb. That built some of the best businesses we have, right? Facebook, that was all during the Great Recession. That was all 2007, 2008, where it really boomed and got big. And so we saw there were two choices. We could either sit on our couch, twitter our thumbs, complain about the fact that we didn't have a job, um, and take government money, or we were going to go out there and build a business. The second thing was businesses didn't have money. So how do we then take that and tweak that and make it make sense for businesses now? So we had to pivot our strategy, obviously. And so what was our strategy? We had to educate them first. And we had to come from a place of, if you don't have a social media or online presence right now, you do not have a business right now, period, point blank. And it was that education component that had to come first before selling the businesses. What has happened since? We've more than tripled our revenue across every business I consult with. The University of Miami called me and said, hey, come teach for us. And that's the kind of thing that isn't the normal story, but it was, we had to pivot and we knew we had to pivot and that, and that's what we did. All right. Yeah. I got a buddy of mine. It, it's almost the exact same story, except they are in a, a large, um, they're in the casings uh, mm. And it's more for like Estee Lauder, uh, right. you know, that kind of places or those kind of places. And, you know, they're not building malls. They're mm-hmm. not redoing, you know, places like that. As a matter of fact, they're shutting a lot of them down. Right. And so there's not a lot of new business, you know, growth. Right. But one of the things that, that was uh, pivotal for their 250 employees, something like that, um, to stay afloat was they pivoted and said, you know what? We're going to buy up all of the plexiglass you could possibly right. think of. Okay. We're going to buy it all. It's mm-hmm. a $200,000 order. You know, they said, screw it. We're going to buy it. Okay. Yep. Uh, and now what we're going to do is we're going to invest in sneeze guards and we're going to build sneeze guards. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, uh, hey, Amazing. listen. I said, that. really? That's so great. first they went on uh, Amazon and blew up. Right. Went crazy on Amazon. Now Miami Dade, Broward, like businesses. Forever. And now they're able to stay afloat when normally they're in, a, in an, an industry that would have, you know, cr- they would it crumbled. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think it's 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 being agile. You know what I mean? You got to right. your feet, and yeah, it's kind of like, all right, yeah. this one doesn't work. What's next? You um, have to wake up and you have to say, I'm going to do something different because I'm not going to lose my business over it. And what I think really comes out of this is we all need to take a look at what are the businesses that are failing and why, right? Because there's something that needs to be said. And it's that there's a lot of businesses out there that were making millions and millions and millions of dollars leading up to March and then closed down in March and either went out of business or had to furlough other employees while the government was offering loans, PPP loans, all types of loans. Well, um, the government was offering layoff programs. Now they're offering a payroll tax cut. Why are these businesses having to cut employee salaries? Why are these businesses 
having to lay off employees and furlough mm-hmm. employees? Why are these businesses shutting down? What was happening with their financing background before yeah. the shutdown? Because right, right. At the end of the day, it's going to happen something. It definitely brought to light things that were already in place um, yep. or already kind of under the under the cover i mean 24 hour fitness they got rid of 100 100 locations mm-hmm. right and and they were already kind of you know on the downward swing right, right. um so yeah it definitely probably shine a light on some of the bad financing and and uh i guess maybe misappropriation of of funds, funds as well. yeah like where that money where's that money going to the ceos yeah I'm glad you got the house, but why yeah, exactly. you can't afford to maintain employees through three months yeah. worth of yeah. downturn? You know, the, the economy is in cycles. We know this happens. Something's going to happen 10 years from now. Yeah. It right. is what mm-hmm. it is. It happens every 10 years. Every 10 years, we go through a recession. Now it's up to the laws that be, whether that's the next great recession, that's the next great depression, that's a small recession, whatever, it doesn't matter. It's in 10 year cycles. That's how the economy works. And if you're looking at businesses right now that are shutting down, well, why weren't you prepared? And that brings me to kind of two things that I always talk about. The only difference between business, being a business owner and not being a business owner is owning a business. That's it. They are not smarter. They're not wiser. They're not more I had to think about what the hell you were saying there. I'm like, what? what? Like, Wait a minute. Like, I, I know. Know. Thank you. But Did you say you. some like some philo- <laughs> philosophical <laughs> shit? That I like, let me wow, that's really deep. Owning a business, you have to own a bit. Oh my really? god, what? But the think hell? about it. People think I can't do that, yeah. you know, and then they hold themselves back. But the oh, second yeah. thing is, yeah. Job security doesn't exist. Yeah, right. It doesn't exist because there are business owners who are not doing the right things financially to prepare themselves for the next downturn. Well, that's what I think it, what I think it did is shine a light on who's ready and who's not. Right. What I learned from her, uh, my heart and soul, and what I've also learned from other business owners, the ones that have, even in the restaurant business that got hit hard, some may not be killing it, but they're surviving because they were ready. They were able, you, mm-hmm. you said it, she said it, and I've heard this word. You have to have a backup plan. You have to have a backup plan. And another, oh, go ahead, go ahead and finish your thought. Well, no, what I was just saying is, yeah, it was a disaster. It was a mess, but not everyone failed, you know? And the online game isn't new. Like businesses mm-hmm. succeed. You guys joked to me about buying stuff online on Amazon before. I don't do it, but I, I, I'm mm-hmm. the dying breed here. Like even before COVID, yeah, most people buy mm-hmm. things online. So Fun. if you didn't have an online component before, what the hell were you doing? Right. Yeah. Right. Well, I was, I was trying, trying to say that what COVID has shown me is that you have to have multiple streams of income. You can't just rely right. on your job because yeah. look, look at what other, you know, a lot of people, they got furloughed, they lost their job and like they, they had to look towards the government and nine out of 10 times, the government is not going to really take care of you. Like you, need, you really need them to. So hundred percent. I, you know, I agree. I agree with that. Uh, and, and, and I'm, 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 I've leaned so much on the other side where I, I had a steady income and uh, earned a good wage so that it wasn't, I, I, I didn't need the, necessary. it wasn't necessary. Yeah. Right. So, but still it doesn't matter. That's actually the time where you should be doing it really. Yep. You know what I mean? Where, okay, you're not uh, pressed, but you got to have some other uh, income stream somewhere. Um, so that's definitely something day. that hit me. That's yeah. It's the most cliche statement, but it's true. Like say yeah. for a rainy day. Even not for a rainy day, I think for your own growth. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. For your own growth. 
I'm, I'm even in investments. So I do investments for sure. And even mm -hmm. in investments, I'm not all in technologies for no, there's no way you can't be, mm -hmm. you know, right. one, I don't know everything about technologies, right. To, right. to make that my own, my own little, uh, uh, area. And if you don't diversify, you're dead. There's no, mm -hmm. I mean, exactly. so I think that same principle kind of goes with, with what you were saying. Like you, you just got to kind of branch out and, and grow. Um, different things get into the stock market i got into that too after covid and like once covid hit i got started looking into stocks and you know investments and things like that so right. got to keep your options open you know you never know got to find yeah. something that's covid free and i think it was tesla that went up a thousand dollars per stock in one month during mm -hmm. covid yeah so, but their market cap is weird they're, yeah but it's regardless. their whole yeah their whole thing <laughs> is weird i don't understand how they uh 50 cent profit yeah. on the dollar, but so. well, weird. Anyway, I'm not going <laughs> to, it doesn't make sense. Like what, what's happening in. Right. Tesla. But still point is that it's so easy to diversify your income right now. It's so easy to say, I'm going to do something else. It's just getting out of your butt and, yeah. and, yeah. and, 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 and doing yeah. something else. And the yeah. big thing is, you know, the big question I get asked a lot is like, how do you have motivation? Yeah. How, what motivates you? And it's like literally nothing. I have no I motivation. Hate, I have, I my motivation is on the couch. What? I hate that. I hate that so much. Uh, it's unbelievable. It's motivate like it is. I. It's like well, what motivates you to wake I, up and go work out? I'm like it's because I don't want to be fat. Uh, like, what? Not even. Be in shape. <laughs> if it was up to me. I would still be sleeping. I woke up 10 minutes ago. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I would be sleeping. It's not motivation. It's discipline. It's getting it's up and saying, yeah. I don't have a choice. I don't have a choice whether or not I can make money today. I don't have a choice whether or not I need to pivot my business. I don't have a choice whether or not I can choose to stay home on the couch and not pay my employees if we don't make enough money. I don't have a choice. Mm -hmm. So you get up and you get out of your seat and you don't give yourself a choice to think mm -hmm. about staying in and sleeping in and doing whatever else you were going to do anyways like do it and i always kind of talked about you know the more you do the more you actually end up doing and what happens a lot of the time is people give themselves oh i can't i can't do that because i have to go home and i have to cook and i have to clean and i have to do whatever so i can't do xyz okay but cooking takes you 30 minutes cleaning if you did it on saturday and sorry not on my house sorry I mean, <laughs> different story. You're, you're yeah, yeah, not the chef. Like yeah. it's different, right? And chickens and whatnot. <laughs> for everybody else, for normal Americans, like yeah. meal prep on Saturdays, make big badges of freaking rice, big badges of food, and I mean, um, whatever it is, proteins. size, big badges of proteins. Hit them up as you go. Like there's so many ways that you could make the time to do mm -hmm. anything else to make a second stream of income so you can have some breathing room and people aren't doing it because they don't want to. It's, they like you, to complain. It's, it's, I think there's comfort in complaining and I yes. think there's, yes. there's uh, comfort in blaming Somebody uh, everyone else. Everyone else. Right. Ex anything that's not on you. Easier. Yeah. Anything almost like I don't, I don't have the control. You know They're what I mean? Right. I, and it's not on me and, yeah. and you're hundred percent right. Charlie. It's, it's really something that's, that I don't want to say it's laziness, but it's just, it's laziness. I, I don't it's think it's easier. laziness. I think that it's fear. Of, fear. It's fear. 
I think it's fear, fear that they're going to, they're, they're not going to, they're going to hit that wall. Yes. And they don't know what to do with to hit that wall. When they hit that wall, it's like, okay, great. Now, what am I going to do? I'm so tired. I've done all the dishes. I've done all the cooking. The kids are asleep. Now I'm tired. I'm supposed to go do this thing I was going to do, right? My market research, my, my uh, brand uh, uh, Look, style, whatever. whatever, whatever you're going to do. Um, and now it's like, well, I'm tired. You know, now I'm at that point. I've got to make that decision. Do I just keep going or do I, do I not? And then that's when I think the fear comes in that they don't want to have to not make that decision and then feel bad about it. So I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit. And here's what I'm going to say. There's, there is that for sure. We see that in a lot of business owners. We see that in a lot of people. However, I think that there's a bottom barrier that is even deeper than that. And I think it's habits. It's the habits that you form. We see that in kids. Mm -hmm. So for example, you know, kids, when they first start going to school and they go to math, and their teacher puts something on the board and they're like, figure out the math problem. And the kid says, I don't know. Yeah. And the teacher goes and answers the question for them. Yeah. And they come yeah. home and they say, I don't know. And parents answer the questions for them. Yeah. And so what yeah. happens? You have this kid who I don't know his way through life. Yeah. And then now they're, they're an adult. Yeah. And that yeah. same excuse pivots. Now we have, I don't get it. Yeah. I can't do it. Mm. I don't know how to work Zoom. I don't know how to work PowerPoint. Mm. I don't know how to do that report. I don't know how to work Excel. You also have the, I can't afford that. I can't afford that. That's the, I don't know. That's a, I'm going to say this word so that people stop bugging me about it. So I don't have to figure it out and think, Mm. and they're not exercising their brain. So they say, they see this house and they say, I can't afford it. Instead of saying, Mm. how can I afford it? And so this habit forms over and over again to where now they find themselves in a very difficult financial situation and their brain doesn't know how to do anything else other than I don't know and I can't afford and Mm -hmm. I don't know how to figure it out. I like, Mm -hmm. I like that. I liked how you uh, worded that where it's, it's more of the type of question that you're asking. Right. I I can't do this instead of how, right. How, 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 I can't afford a, a jet plane, but how could I afford? How it? could I? Right. How could I? Well, well, I have it's, to, what you have to do? It's yeah. I mean, first, this is the Let's Get Real podcast. Uh, Michael Lubitz, Conrad Kidd, Alvin. It's Sane, not radio, son. We still right. have people have to know what the hell we are. Uh, we are joined. You know, people have to know who this <laughs> is. Like, who is that pretty girl? She's pretty. We don't know who the hell she is. Uh, this is Shirley Reyes, my fiance, also co-owner of Therese and Co. Web Development digital marketing firm. Also, sure. she is a contractor for uh, web services and digital marketing, everything that goes into your business. Mm-hmm. And also she's an adjunct professor for University of Miami, uh, teaches digital marketing as well. Uh, but I look, and I, it's something I've been afflicted with. A lot of us are afflicted yeah. with, um, and people are gonna go, well, this is too simplistic. It is. I, I, I don't know if it's as simple as that, but I do know it's, easier than we make it. Like we put ourselves in a box and instead of fighting it out, we just say, eh. And can't do it. give up. It's easier to give up. Than once you start saying, I can't, I can't, I can't, you put yourself in a corner instead of trying to say, okay, how can I, how can I, how can I? Once you start phrasing that, that's not negative. You're phrasing it more positively. That's one. So you're giving yourself confidence. When you have confidence, you have a better shot at being successful at the things you do. On top of that, you are making yourself solutions oriented 
as opposed to, you know, cause and effect and pushing yourself back. Right. You're saying, okay, how do I make this happen? You now are letting your guard down instead of pushing it away and trying to find something else to do. You're allowing yourself to focus on it. And that's the thing. And a lot of us have been put through this world where you work hard, you work hard, you work hard, there's a path and you follow it and then you make money and the and the world nowadays is that. make your own path. Yeah. You make your own path. And those that are able to make their own path are the ones that are a lot more successful than those that struggle at that are the ones that are struggling. Yeah. The other, the, what you were, one of the things you just were making mention of, of is some of those things that block you. Yeah. As soon as you get past that, then all of a yep. sudden it's like, what? Wait a minute. Yeah. All right. I kind of did that it. one. Could yeah. I do another one? Yeah. yeah let, me, let me try this one. Let me, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Hold on. Let's That's two. Tomorrow. Wait a minute. And I, yeah, exactly. And then yeah. you all of a sudden it's like a steamroll. And, mm -hmm. and, and now you're just building, I don't want to say equity and hard work, but technically that's what it is. You're building yeah. equity and you hard see, work. You see what and, will come out of it. Right. right. And all of a sudden now I'm just good now at finding two problems that come my way. Mm -hmm. yep. So now it's like, all right, let's fail. Yeah. Yes. 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 Fail forward. Yes. Fail forward. Fail yeah. forward fast. I'm, I, I'm failing. Yeah, I'm failing now, but that's okay because it's teaching me on how not to fail. I'm yeah. not going to do this anymore. Right. Um, and I'm learning school of hard knocks. I, I've made horrible investments, not knowing what the hell I know now, um, which is, which is cool. It's fine. The yeah, money man. that I've lost is, is, you know, I'm, I'm still crying about it. <laughs> that's how you learn though. Feeling is how you learn, honestly. Yeah. That's you how you cry. No, that's how you cry too. That's how you cry. <laughs> that's how you cry. Yep. From the tears. <laughs> but, but yeah, now, now it's like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to put all that money in one, in one in one area right you can't put but your all eggs in one basket right right and i'm just thinking investments but the same can be said with anything i'm not mm -hmm. going to you know put everything into this you're nine to five because you know right exactly you get furloughed right. or something you know something can happen virus comes on pandemic so all day work. working for someone and they're not technically working for you yeah it doesn't make yeah. sense and that's another so. thing right that's a huge thing that you just said there these businesses, to me, these business owners that are failing right now are some of the stupidest business owners that I'll ever meet. And here's why. Uh, except for hired... our sponsor, except for our sponsor, <laughs> uh, Bud Light. We love you. No, I'm kidding. Next time, man. <laughs> but you hire people because they're amazing. You hire people because they impress you in an interview and they come with a good resume and they have a good background and they have their own life experiences. And these people have thoughts. These people have ideas because if you hire people without thoughts and ideas, then why did you hire them, right? So these people have thoughts and these people have ideas and these people have the potential to come up with something else that's great. Right. And so you as a business owner, you have two choices. You can either learn from these people and take in their ideas and go at it together, or you can put them in a box and watch them leave two years later. Mm. So that's your choice, right? And a lot of business owners right now are saying, I can't, I don't, I won't. Government was my money. Mm. Sorry, guys, I have to cut your salaries. Mm. Instead of saying, hey, guys, right now we're going through a really tough situation. We need money. Who has an idea? Boom. Right? Sit everyone in a room. Power. Brainstorm a little bit. Yeah. See what's yeah. going on, right? And, like, that's something that we did. We said, hey, guys, we have no idea what to do. What do we do? What do we think? What do we do this? Yeah. All hands on deck. We have to go at it. Right. And you figured it out. And we figured it out. But people don't. And business owners don't because they have this 
CEO syndrome is what I call it. The CEO syndrome is this guy who always needs to make a change, even though it's perfect. Nah. They always need to have an opinion, even though it's great. They always need to yell, 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 scream, 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 walk around like yeah. they are the shit yeah. and you're not. And you're not because now we know that without cutting our salaries, you wouldn't survive. Yeah. Without furloughing you, you wouldn't survive. So you're not the shit. Calm your ass, okay. sit down, and talk to the people around you. And that's well. I think when I think when you do that, mm -hmm. you empower your employee. And I think that's twofold. First, empowering them gives them responsibility. Once you give them responsibility, they're more engaged. Right. Mm -hmm. They will be a better employee. And they'll come up with more. They'll come to you more. Yeah. Yeah. They feel connected to you. But on top of that, they now are engaged with you. Because most of the time when you work at a place, you're like, this is their company. This is their company. Well, if you feel empowered and you feel a part of the decision-making process and you feel heard, then you're going to say, this is our company. And right. you're going to defend it. You're going to be loyal. You're going to fend off other employers because you feel a part of the decision-making process. You feel a part of the company. It's one thing I've learned from Shirley is we've all had those jobs and Alvin, you've been in management and also been an employee at the same time. And you've had to deal with both of those things. Uh, it's, we all had the bosses that suck to be honest with you. And we're in this new world where there's like, there's not levels. Everyone's on the same level. And she, I'd never heard of that. And she's talking about that. Mm -hmm. And we're in this world where everyone's more open instead of being the boss and being scared that someone's going to take your job. You want them to know what you know. So it alleviates pressure off of you so you can do your job better. And that's something that at Berets & Co, they've done a lot. <laughs> like they're really cool, good about taking care of the employee and making the employee feel ab about that. Have you all, I know your parents were in business. Were they like, cause I feel like they're sort of old school. How were you and Lexi so comfortable with that? Cause I feel like it's sort of as a business owner, a little tough to let go of the reins and you guys are really good at that. Yeah. I, and I think it is tough to go, to let go of the reins. I mean, it still is. It's even when I, say something, I'm, I'm kind of halfway thinking I'm going to have to do it. And funny enough, I think that this is part of the reason why I became such a good project manager in general was I figured I was going to have to do it anyways in the end. So I gave myself enough time to do it. Mm. So what did I do? Okay. Things always were two weeks early mm. because I would let other people do it thinking if it's wrong, it's not an emergency. I got to fix it. I, I, I got time to clean it up. Yeah. And if they did it right, then fantastic, wonderful. Mm -hmm. So we do that still. I mean, I do it all the time where I'm like, hey, guys, can I, you know, we need to create this media pitch deck to do God knows what. And can you do it? Oh, yeah, I'll do it. Great. Can you have it done, you know, by Friday? Fantastic. If it's wrong, mm -hmm. I have, I already blocked off time in my calendar to fix it. Mm -hmm. So it's not about, you know, just waking up one morning and say, I'm going to hand over the reins. It's about doing what makes you feel comfortable to do so. Mm -hmm. And what I found is that very rarely do I actually end up redoing the work. Mm. Most of the time, if you give people enough of a chance and enough of background and your time and energy to go over their questions, because it's another thing that employees, that employers don't really do a lot of bosses. They're so busy. They're so busy with the client. They're so busy with the financials. They're so busy in exec boards. They're too busy to sit down at your desk with you and brainstorm with you. All right. And that's not okay. That's not okay anymore. Yeah, you have to be able to go over time. and talk to people. 
you're talking about the difference between a boss and a leader. Yep. And, yep. Yep. And those those traits are they're evident in people who are good at uh, people management or yep. um, uh, people skills. You know, listening, learning, and then if you're listening, you can almost learn in a conversation what this person's capable of. Are they, right. are they arrogant? Do they think they can do more than they can do? Yeah. Um, are they are they in control? And if they're not in control, can they find a way to get control? You know what I mean? And all of a sudden, those skills that a leader possesses, that really is going to determine how strong that team is. And and then, like you said, now all of a sudden, I know who can I give a two-week assignment to that I need right. in uh, three weeks. I can't give right. that assignment because I know that two-week assignment is going to turn into nine. I know that guy. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and it's not that, you know, so, yeah, no, agreed. Right. And it's also knowing what's going on in your employees' lives, right? Like what's happening? You know, what is happening that could prevent them from getting something done? Mm-hmm. What are they, are they even thinking about leaving the company? You know, two examples that I had just from the past couple of weeks. Well, first of all, I've been lucky enough to hire both of my ex-bosses now. <laughs> so... <laughs> Every manager I've worked with for the past few years has been hired. <laughs> that is badass baller. Right. That's badass. So it's not even just as an employer, it's just an employee too, right? Yeah. Like talk to your bosses, see mm-hmm. what's there. They're also people. And they may also need a job one day. And you know they're kick ass at it because they trained you. Yep. And that is an amazing. I can, you know, when I'm when I'm talking to my clients now, I say I have the best pay-per-click program around because the guy who trained me is going to be doing your pay-per-click yeah, mm-hmm. and it's amazing and i can hand off the reins because i know he knows more than i do anyways <laughs> that is that is Good. brilliant damn right easy um you know we have another employee who is from the philippines and he is in the philippines currently and uh i was you know chatting with him i see he's kind of off today i don't know what's going on so i i'm like hey jay can we jump on a zoom we jump on a Zoom, and behind him, I can see that um, the whole roof is off. Oh, wow. Jesus. And he's and, working? And he's working. Because <laughs> he doesn't want to miss a day. Oh, Jesus. And he doesn't want to get fired. <laughs> oh, and then I find out that this She's not a slave driver. She's not. She's great to work for. You want to work for her. No, but then I find out that this, you know. <laughs> <I'm scared. laughs> Like, what the fuck no, are you doing? No, my no, getaway, no. getaway. There's, get- a, there's a story here coming. Okay, but I find out that you know a typhoon has gone over his house. Oh god! And hmm. a typhoon. What happened today? Or just or no? This is this week. This was last week. So a typhoon oh, wow. did go over the Philippines last week. A typhoon is a hurricane in the Pacific right. Ocean. Yes. So a hurricane has gone over his house. Um, he his roof came completely off in one section of his house, and. Mm. unfortunately he's been up in the roof for the past two days fixing the roof after work and i had no idea until i got on zoom with him so i said jay Mm. (laughs) i don't want to see your face for the next three days exactly take the day rest because it you know it was almost done we ended up giving so the philippines you know money's it, it their salaries yeah. are not as yeah, high. Yeah, the exchange rate is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. One, they just make so, less, they spend less. Yeah. Right. So we ended up doubling his salary for the weekend, just sending it over. Hmm. That's nice. You know, yeah. Hey, appreciate that, I'm sure. He, 
He called crying, so appreciative, wanted to make sure his job was safe. I said, your job is safe. <laughs> yeah, that's how you build loyalty. Like, you even work harder. Extra hard. Right. He goes, okay, but can I pay it back? I said, no, that's yours. He said, okay, but I'm going to work this weekend. I said, don't. I will fire you. Um, this week, he came back into work, and he has sold seven contracts. <laughs> and it's Wednesday. <laughs> and I have three leads tomorrow. You put a battery in wow. his back. He is like, I am not losing this job. And I love the company I work for. And when he talks to the clients, every single person I've gotten on the phone that came from him has said, I don't know what you've done with Jay. He loves you guys. And he said that I needed to talk to you. So what's going on? And that's the way he's selling us to the clients. Now it's coming from a passion of he wants to make sure Ferry stays in place so that, you know, he. Plant a seed. You plant a seed. You plant a seed. And it's like, what did it cost me? Nothing as compared to, you know, basically. Taking extra time. No, it's awesome. time with somebody saying, with you know, this isn't usual. Instead of, what would somebody else have done? Oh, no, right? Somebody else would have done, hey, Jay, what's going on? What's happening? What, you know, what, why is it slow? What's like, come from a place of, I am angry. Yeah. And I, the only difference was coming from a place of concern, coming from a place of, hey, I want to understand what's happening. And he didn't want to mm-hmm. tell me. I could see it. But it's giving people the benefit of the doubt. I love well, that. What happens, happens in life? Like, yeah. I love that. I love that. No, I love that. That's. Well, awesome. I think it's the difference between managing out of fear or leading out of consideration and respect. Right. right. Yeah. So often bosses expect, expect, respect, but then don't give it. And right. that the new employee is a lot more emboldened than we were. I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. Next generation. And they right. don't take the guff that we took. And now, before we get out of here, I do want to say, whenever I've mentioned phrase and co, you made a face. I know your faces. Um, so I'll let you describe exactly because that's why I thought I was doing a hell of a job. I was proud of myself. And you're like, hey, that's not it. Wait, after all these fucking years, are you kidding me? So I know you do all the things I said. I did. I don't know how you title it. I'm sorry. I thought it was phrase and co. We do everything for your computer, for your business. Come to us or you're going to be fucked. So <laughs> Great tagline. Thank how do you describe you. what you do Great. for those out there? Because we hear yeah. the new term. Now everyone knows digital marketing. Even my dad, Robert Lubitz, knows digital marketing. Sure. But we don't know. <laughs> when I say digital marketing, I feel like I'm leaving something out when I say a phrase and call digital yeah, marketing. It is a digital mm-hmm. marketing agency. However, I think what, why we started phrase was for um, a very specific reason. And so that reason is both Alexa and I worked at agencies that were very, very large agencies where okay. we had 50 to 100 to 300 clients. Okay. And when you have hundred clients and 160 hours to give those clients, you can't possibly give them as much of yourself as you wish you could or help them right. as much mm-hmm. as you can. So we started Phrase as a way to give clients the full experience of being a partner with a digital marketing agency. So it's not the typical digital marketing agency. We have eight accounts for account manager. We do do everything from website design all the way down to social media management and SEO and pay-per-click management. But the way I describe it, it's not just a digital marketing agency. It's actually an extension of your team where you are hiring a digital marketing department under your company to work with you. An extension of your your team. An extension of your team. Mm -hmm. We completely are. And the clients that, you know, we talk to our clients every day, every single day, every one of our clients. Um, and that's, that's, that was very, very important for us. That was, that's something that makes us very, very different. All right. As managers, awesome. we have a, a you know, low number of clients like that, so, you know, it's easy yeah. to manage. Yep, exactly. They're not that low, but 
Well, I mean, like, not like 20, 30 that you got to talk to, and then you can wear yourself thin. Where, they're not, not giving by the same experience. No, no, no. We're not inundated. And we yeah. get to, you know, meet the clients, meet their staff. We get to, get to know in, uh, a lot of times, we get to visit the clients when we're not in COVID, which is nice. We get yeah. to actually be there. And, 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 you know, they wake up to an email from me. By 5 p.m., they have another email from me updating them. <laughs> we're on the phone constantly. They have my cell phone number. So it becomes, we're part of a team. And so we're very lucky to say that we have lost zero clients ever. We have lost zero clients through this. We have worked out, you know, programs. Like we have a yacht charter client in Ecuador where he couldn't charter a yacht. So we worked out different programs for him that would get him more PR. And so for example, what happened with him? Well, uh, Ecuador was Ecuador and specifically the Galapagos Island was one of the first COVID free places in the world. So because we talked him out of giving up marketing throughout this entire time, he is now booked for the rest of the year. Nice. Wow. There you go. Which is amazing. Yeah. So it's, it's more than just calling a company and saying, Hey, I'm canceling and you get an account number and exactly. some guy that you don't know and haven't spoken to. It's, it's that personal relationship. Right. That we're going on. And it's about relationships. All right. Before we get out of here, if people want to, uh, get involved with Therese and Co. Need your services desperately. How can they in contact with you? What's the best way to hook up with Therese and Co.? <laughs> so you can call us 561-270-5083 or go to info at, or email, sorry, in, email info at f-e-r-r-e-y-s-phrase.co. Thank you very much, my babe. Shirley Ray is... <laughs> Uh, it, was awesome. it was awesome yeah. having you, you on. on. Uh, thanks for giving us a, a good schooling. <laughs> <laughs> got some work to do. Yeah. Well, I was starting oh, yeah. to do it in the gym. So Let's we're going to do that yeah. with Coach A-Train. Um, before we get out of here, do want everyone to uh, keep in touch with, the, with us. We're, gonna, we're not done. We're going to be doing some things in this break. break. And then we're going to be back with season four. The <laughs> voting season's coming. That's right, baby. Oh. Season four. We'll be back four. in time for the vote, I promise. So just going to take a little bit of time off. Uh, Alvin, I know you got a lot going on. The website's almost done. Yes, it is, baby. It's about freaking time. Yes, uh, it is. How can people get in contact with you if they want to keep in touch with you until we get back on the podcast scene? Uh, as always, uh, Coach A-Train on Instagram, Coach underscore A-Train at uh, Twitter. We are putting together a fantastic product, finally. I'm, Yay. I'm, sure. I'm. I'm uh I'm exhausted. So. I haven't seen it yet. What's going on? I haven't seen it. I know. I know. I know. It's exclusive. It's hey, I I've honestly I just put it in myself and um and and hopefully Connie, you know, you take a look and tell me what you think. All right. So I'm worried. We'll see. No, no, no. It's, there's no worries. Yo, I'm disappearing. I need to go over there and like start working out. Right there's now. there's no worries. Only chance for uh chance for success. That's it. I'm not yeah. I'm not I'm not worried about a thing. It's all Keep good. that mindset. And Karen Cadet and Cadet Digital again. Uh, it's a big world when it comes to digital marketing. I know you were under the tutelage of one Shirley Ray's and you've gone on to your own oh, thing. Oh. And I know you are uh, transitioning and redefining Cadet Digital. But if people mm. want to check you out, how can they do that? Uh, yeah, you can go ahead and um, contact me, info at Cadet Digital. I'm more than happy to answer any questions and concerns. Um, I'm kind of revamping the company. So uh, season four, look, look out for the new Cadet Digital. So, 
And if you want to hit me up, you can do that. A very simple Instagram, Twitter, at LubyWins, L-U-B-I-E-W-I-N-Z, and Facebook.com slash Mike Lubitz. For my heart and social, you raised for Connor Cadet. For Alvin Sanders, I am Mike Louie Lubitz. Check us out in season four of the Let's Get Roll podcast. Remember, please subscribe to our YouTube page. And we are on every podcast platform. So please search the Let's Get Roll podcast for more of us. And for more of us, check us out in the near future on the Let's Get Roll podcast. Peace. Bye, everyone. Bye. Let's get real, yeah. Keep it real. Let's get real, yeah. Keep it real. Let's get real, yeah. Keep it real. Keep it real, that's the deal. Let's get real, yeah. Keep it real. Let's get real, yeah. Keep it real. Let's get real, yeah. Keep it real. Keep it real. That's the deal.